Hey, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perek Aleph, Pasuk Tes Zion, Rachatsu Hizaku, Hasiru Ra Me'alalechem. So we saw that in the first 15 sukkim, up to this point in Perek Aleph, Yeshayahu is delivering a lacerating, uh, apoplectic, dire, threatening, haranguing, fire and brimstone warnings to B'nai Yisrael, actually to Yehuda and Yerushalayim, and it is bleak, it seems hopeless, the punishment seems irrevocable, uh, and it seems inevitable. And we begin to wonder, as we did, where is the Nechama, the consolation that Yeshayahu is so famous for? Uh, we saw that Baba Basra says, say to Yeshayahu, Kulo Nechama, that it's all consolation. And yet it seems so dire and bleak with no exit strategy. Where is the way out? Is there anything that can be done to avoid this terrible fate that seems so inevitable? And we finally get it now in Tessayin. We're going to get it in a very specific fashion. Yeshayahu, through the words of the instruction of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, is going to outline a very specific program that this can be averted. The steps for tshuva are explicit. And what is interesting, there is an offer to B'nai Yisrael, as we're going to see, that there is a way out where this could be nothing more than just a nightmare that's not inevitable. But what is most interesting is that in the steps outlined to do this tshuva, you would think that it would place a stress and emphasis on ridding the country of idols in Avodah Zorah, which was a big problem, getting back to the Beis Hamikdash with a sincerity, Avodah Hashem, uh, Beis Medrash, learning. On the contrary, the stress seems to be on the fact that according to Yeshayahu, there has been a total unraveling of the social fabric of Yehuda. That it is the Bein Adam L'chavero that they're lacking. It's not till the very end that only one Pesach mentions the Avodah Zorah and the Elilim, as it were. But it stresses the social aspects, the corruption, the greed, the neglect of the widow, of the orphan. And we're going to see that that is what the Kaddish Baruch who wants is the way back. So we begin on test science with a specific set of instructions. Rachatsu, clean yourself. Hizaku, purify yourself. Take away the evil uh, that is before my eyes. Stop sinning. Um, train to do good. Learn to do good. 
Jirshu Mishpat, seek justice, Ashu Hamas, straighten out that which is so crooked, shift to your soul, demand justice for the orphan, Rivu Amana, raise the, the cause of the widow. And there is one or two more that comes to ten, which Rashi points out, these ten are Keneged Aseris Yimei Tshuva, that each day of Tshuva, and also the ten Tzvilos of Tshuva that are in the Musaf Shmona Esrei. So this is what the Kaddish Baruch Hu is stressing. Now Yeshayahu makes a beautifully eloquent offer to B'nai Yisrael. L'chu b'nai v'achacha, l'chu na b'nai v'achacha. Come, Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying, literally, let us reason together. Let's thrash this out. Who is guilty here? Who is offending uh, whom here? Yomar Hashem. And here's the author. In you if your sins turn out in our discussions to be kashanim, scarlet, red, kashele yalbinu, they will be made as pure as snow, as white as snow. We saw in the base Hamikdash that the red turning to white was a symbol of forgiveness and takara. Moreover, im yadimu katola, if they are red as crimson, unfortunately tell us crimson is a much darker shade of red, which implies a deeper, deeper uh, occasion of sin, that it will not be just tshuva. Because Prophet was saying, just if you do the tshuva, sincere, heartfelt tshuva, they will turn to white, to snow, as pure as the driven snow, if it is crimson, yes, there will be a deeper sense of chuba coupled with perhaps Yisurim, but in the end, you. They will be white as flax, which is a lesser degree of shellac, but nonetheless, it's all forgivable. Im tovu, if you repent ushmatem, tuva aretz tocheu. You will eat of the best of the land. Um, we saw that yesterday we said that your land, the fruits and the field and the produce is being consumed by invaders, <clears throat> by foreigners. Here you will have the produce of your own land. On the other hand, the imtimanu umarisem, if you refuse and you rebel, cherev to clue, the sword will devour you, kipi hashem diber. Thus speaketh the Kaddish Baruch Note the use of eating, yofu. If you are good, you repent, you will eat of the fruits. If you don't, you will be eaten, you will be consumed by the sword. It's sort of eat or be eaten, not sort of. That's exactly what the Navi is saying. The intermanu umarisen, as you say, the cheratoklu ki piyashem diber. Now the Navi uses that expression, How did this all happen? We see that Echa has been used, used three times so in the Torah, Moshe, 
says, How will I carry this nation anymore myself? Yirmiyahu, uh, of course, in the famous Eicha uh, that we read on Tisha And Yishayahu is saying, How did this happen? How did this city, this Kirya Nemana, that corner of truth and justice, become like a harlot, prostitute itself? Milesi Mishvot Sedek Yolimba Ba'atamaratsin. Yerushalayim was a place where Sedek dwelt, slept there at night. There was total Sedek. And now, murderers. There are murderers there. And the Mephorshim explained that when the people were good, were loyal, were honest, were devoted, where in the base Hamikdash you had the Sanhedrin, you had the base Hamikdash there, and that a person, there was no sin, as it were, and that because if a person sinned during the night, there was the carbon Tamid that purified him in the morning. If he sinned during the day, there was the afternoon Tamid that purified him. He was totally a Kiryanemana. It was a faithful place where there was no sin. And now you were killers. So does that mean literal killers? Says Rashi, yes. Hargu es Uriya, Hargu es Sekharia. They have killed prophets. They have killed Kohanim. Uh, we saw in Menashe there was a terrible culture of killing and settling disputes by killing. It could also mean more of a, a metaphor. Uh, for, for killing, for corruption. But in any case, how did this all happen? How did we get to there? Kasvacha hayola sigim, continues on Chavez. Your silver became dross. In other words, the corruption, the venality, the chiseling, as it were, among each other is so strong that you adulterated your silver. You put dross in your silver, as Rashi says. They would add copper to cheat. Just to do penny ante chiseling, they would adulterate the base of the coins of silver. And what happens in retaliation? Your wine is adulterated with water. What happens is a cause and effect. You cheapened and adulterated the currency, so the people who you gave the currency to adulterated their product. It was a chain reaction. So the whole commercial system was just one based on corruption and lies. So Recha Sorim, your leaders were sorrowing, were rebellious, they, you became like dens and packs of thieves. Kulo Ohev Shochad, everybody was eager for bribery, Herodes Shalmon, and they were pursuing the tips, as it were, cash of monuments. Yosom Lo Yishvatu, they would not bother judging the grievances of the orphan because the orphan couldn't afford them. It was stacked against them. And justice for the widow? The widow would not even bother going to court. So hopeless was it uh, uh, 
lo yavo alehem. And it shows how the, that judges, when one judge would be accused of corruption or theft, he would work it out with the other judge to be exonerated in return that when he was tried for theft, he would be exonerated. Um, we'd also point out when they say murderers, uh, the Radak and other Maporshim point out that a certain rule was abolished that made it more prevalent murderers. And that is, we know that you know you could judge Dine Mamanos, uh, monetary cases that came to the Sanhedrin uh, either day or even into the night. But Dine Nefashos, capital cases, could not be judged at night. If we saw that the judges were going to sentence this man to death, you recess the court at that time to give the judge time till the next day to perhaps find extenuating circumstances, change his mind, anything to avoid the death penalty. And what happened was they suspended that law, says the Radak, and therefore there were more murders, there were more killings, and it just proliferated after a other. Thus says the Kodesh Baruch on account of this, Yisrael, I will punish Israel. I will take revenge on those who rejected me, who uh, refused to worship me. I will demand vengeance. I will turn my hand in that stroke and I will put eliminate the the dross on your coins and I will take away from you all the uh, fraudulence and all the corruptions and now we get back into the Nevius of hope we say that in the Shrona Esrei, I will return your judges as of old. And your advisors, I will end, or you, most part, will end this terrible corruption, this terrible uh, venality that's eating at the soul of your dealings with each other. You will once again be called the corner of Nemanos. Sion, Zion, more specifically Yerushalayim, will be restored, will be redeemed, and Shaveha means here those who return to it. There will be an ultimate return of those who have been exiled from it. They will come back and they will be betstokot. Stokot can literally mean charity. It can literally mean set at justice. Continues on Kofches, Beshevra poshim b'chatam yachtav ba'ozvei Hashem yachu. That that both the sinners and the transgressors and those who forsook the Chodesh Baruch Hu will disappear. They will end. And now, for the first time, Chavtes comes the mention of Avodah Zarah. Because Chavtes is Kiyeboshu, may will be embarrassed. 
by the objects, the alien, are those beautiful trees that they carved out for Avodah Zorah, or they used as a background to put their Avodah Zorah, Shechem Datem, which you desired, the Tachporos Mihaganos HaRashem you will be shamed by the beautiful gardens that you created as offsetting or showing, as it were, your Avodah Zorah. The Ela, you will be shamed by the trees that you have chosen, uh, because there will be nothing standing of the trees and there will be nothing in those gardens that supported the Avodah Zorah because it will be gone, the water will be dried up. Um, Interesting that the mighty ones, so means the strong ones, are referring on one shot to the idols, the alilim, that those idols, lina'ores, will be like chaff, they will be reduced to nothing. Upoalov linitsos. And it's poalov are the makers, the crafters of the idols, will be like a spark. They will ignite each other, destroy each other, and there will be no one to extinguish it. It will be completely destroyed. That is the basic chart. Rashi says, instead of the mighty, refers to the oppressors, who preyed on the people. And what will happen, they and their ill-gotten games, the money, the, the bribes, they will be stolen and will be consumed. And so we see the Kaddish Baruch Hu is making an offer and saying to them, just do the tshuva, just do the putting together, as it were, of the social fabric of a people, and you will see the whole thing will come together, and this nebuah will be nothing more, as one might purchase, than a frightening nightmare that will not be real, will not have any validity. You will be cured. And so now we see that it gives consolation and the basis of Yeshayahu, his prophecy will now extend not only to the current situation in Yehuda Yishalayim, but Yerushalayim will be restored in the messianic days to where it will be the center point of not only Yehuda, but of all the world, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Ad Khan.